Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. another episode of the World Team on Blogging the Voice Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Um, not too bad. It was never, I was always literally 30 minutes ago where I was literally passed out when we were trying to record this, uh, but we got there eventually, so apologies. <laughs> uh, so he's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed right now because he got a little nap in, so we love this for him. Yeah, so I'm. Yeah, I, I I was literally ready to do this podcast, and literally I ended up passing out on my computer. And next thing I know, an hour has passed away, and I'm like, oh no, I need to contact. Like, and Meg was constantly trying to phone me, where are you? And I'm just like, I'm there in panic stations, knowing, oh no, what the hell's going on? But we're there. We're eventually got there, and but yeah, it's but- okay. I'm a. I'm out here in Mexico, and I was like, Paul, we're going to do this, but I'm going to get a pina colada, so yeah, if, if <laughs> we're going to remedy that situation. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you could see where Meg is right now, I am literally so jealous right now. She's actually showing me the view right now. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just jealous. I really am. I'm, 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 I'm freaking jealous. Hey, and it's okay, because I'm here with you. We're going to talk about some Cowboys football, because yes, we're playing tomorrow. Do it. Yes, yeah, so we're playing those gosh darn New York Jets tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers Jets. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers New York Jets. Yeah, the New York uh, the the Aaron Rodgers less New York Jets. Um mm-hmm. so um obviously it's confirmed he's no longer going to be playing for the season. I think it was an MCL tear. Um and Zach Wilson will Was it an MCL? I thought it was Achilles. Achilles. Oh. Was it? Oh. Yes, it was. Okay. Yes. I was like, am I crazy? Yes, it <laughs> Which was. Which is totally yeah. possible. Yeah, it was the Achilles tendon. Yep, yeah, my apologies. Okay. Either way, a season-ending injury nonetheless. Um, So he will not be with the New York Jets the rest of the season. It sounds like he is motivated to come back. So we'll see if that actually goes to fruition. But until then, we have Zach Wilson at the helm. Um, yeah. So <laughs> a little less daunting. <laughs> well... We say that, but a little less. I, I don't want to lose to him. Yeah, like <laughs> in terms of passing wise, yes, I am less scared of. But in terms of breaking from the pocket and running out of like scrambling away, I am more concerned because that's one thing that when we look back to last week's game, if that's one thing that we mentioned, but like said Daniel Jones for the New York Giants was his ability to escape the pocket and actually rush with the ball. Zach Wilson can do that. So that's my main concern. And especially as of right now, 
Uh, you've got Dwayne Brown and Mackay Betton. The two starting tackles are still questionable for this game um, as of right now. Um, it's very Is this going to really make Zach Wilson to kind of force to kind of scramble more and stuff like that or rely more on the rushing game uh, with the running backs? So, because uh, you've got Bryce Hall, you've got Dalvin Cook. Or, sorry, Bryce Hall is still questionable as of right now as well, but you've got Dalvin Cook. Michael Carr and Israel Abikanda as well. So that's their yeah, yeah. I mean, so that was that was a concern. Um, you know, I think the the Giants broke away from their run game pretty early, um, which was I think a big mistake on their part. Um, however, you know, not for us. Um, that was fun, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, Brees Hall is going to be someone to keep an eye on because, you know, if they can you know, get that rhythm going, um, that's something that we're, we were not having the most success with off the bat. Um, again, this is coming off of a uh, shutout game, 40 to zero. So, like, really, what are we here to complain about? Nothing. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, just something to keep an eye on uh, as they set that tone with Brees. Um, but, Tell us about like how how we're looking as far as um you know the injury report goes going into tomorrow. Yeah, so as of right now, um I believe it's Donovan Wilson and uh and Brandon Cooks, I believe, right now. So I'm just pulling up a report right now. Um so let me just check. Good. Yep, so Brandon Cooks, yeah, Brandon Cooks is questionable. Um, Tyler Smith uh, did not practice, I believe. Uh, and also, Zach Martin was also questionable as well. And you've got Donovan Wilson, so that's the names I've popped up so far. Um, but other than that, we seem to be quite okay. But in terms of the Brandon Cooks one, that's where I got confused with the MCL. That's who I was thinking mm-hmm. of because his was the MCL, not Aaron Rodgers. So apologies for the mix-up, folks. But not a tear, though. No, not a tear. It seems to be more of a sprain. So, like, he's not. I think he'll be questionable for this game. But I'm not particularly worried of m- losing Brandon Cooks for this game because in comes Jalen Tolbert or potentially Jalen Brooks. Um, so. I'm very comfortable how our wide receiver core are going to be in this game. I think, mm-hmm. obviously, um, with Tyler Smith still kind of like up in arms, is he going to be playing or whatever not? But I'm very happy to let Shuma Odoga to still go in there and play because I thought he did an exceptional job against the New York Giants. The only difference, though, is we're not dealing with a 3-4 stat defense. We're, we're do, dealing with a... Four free stack defense. So you've got two defensive tackles and two defensive ends rather than two DNs and one and nose tackle. So um so th- there's that slight difference in terms of scheme what you're p- planning up against. So I th- I'm be more than happy to let Odoga actually play and let Smith try and still recover. Um I just don't have any more details regards to why Sack Martin was questionable. Yes, I do. Uh head into Saturday's contest. Um, it was a draw, a drawing. Uh, Zach Martin twenty hours ago. Yeah. Yep. So, um, as John, our good friend John Machota uh, of Athletic Sports reported. 
Oh, Johnny Matches. We love that guy. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem – I think the Brandon Cooks one was one that, like, no one was really expecting to see this week. So the fact that that popped up was kind of interesting. Um, again, but you mentioned there are, you know, guys that can cover him while he is out if he does end up sitting this game out. Um, that's, you know, to be determined. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Zach Martin, you're never too worried about him. It's kind of one of those things, like, it's a noted, like, he can have a bad day. He might not practice – as many times as, you know, the rest of the squad, just because he is like so seasoned. Um, but, you know, just going into the game, it's not something super fun to see, but, you know, something that we can deal with easily. Definitely. I mean, looking at their defensive line, like you've got likes of Quentin Jefferson, Quentin Williams, Carl Lawson, and John Franklin Myers. Like, that it's the interiors you need to watch out from. So for likes of Bayadish, Odoga, and potentially Sart Martin, they're going to have a lot much more stiffer test when it comes to compared to playing against just the one singular guy and Dexter Lawrence in the middle of the interior. So it's going to be a different read. It's going to be different for Dak. I definitely think this is going to be a more difficult game compared to last week. Because I will say, though, is the Jets do have a lot of talent in this team. Like from from top to bottom, like from offensively and defensively across the board, because you've got like so. Um, oh yeah. I mean, you've got Sauce Gardner for goodness sake, rookie of the year yeah. last year. So for goodness sake, yes. like, like the the guy like if if the guy is walking about calling himself Sauce, then it does it like there's a reason why, and we and we saw that throughout last season how much of an impact player he can be, and that was just him being a rookie, so. Um, the matchups with Sauce Gardner to likes of Lamb and Gallup potentially is very exciting. I'm really intrigued to see how likes of Lamb will uh, go up against them and stuff like that. Um, in terms of the upper side of the ball, you've got Garrett Wilson and you've got Randall Cobb from a Dallas Cowboy, and you've also got um, uh, Alan Lazard as well. So they're going to drop a door against like Stephen Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's going to be a very closely contested battle where it comes to the, the passing game. Really, like despite yeah. despite Zach Martin might be your quarterback, I still think it's going to be a really close game. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have Randall Cobb, who is a seasoned veteran. He's played on many different teams. He did look great under Dak, you know, for a while there. But you know, I think he's always him and Alan Lazard have always been like a they've been very Aaron Rodgers guys. So like oh, yeah. to yeah, so like and he's one of those quarterbacks that can like make you know I'm not gonna call them a lesser talent, but like they're like not you know they're not ex, as explosive or as like generational necessarily as you know a CD Lamb. So having having him not in this game, um, you know, helps out a little bit with that when you have especially when you have guys like. Stephon Gilmore and, um, you know, Trayvon Diggs covering the likes of them. So I think that does work out in our favor. We have the upper edge on that one, I think. But yeah, facing a guy like Sauce Gardner is always something that's a little nerve-wracking. He's just such an incredible player. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they're definitely going to be prepared for it, but he's just, he's one of those guys that's like, he can bend and flex and just like make himself all over you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Essentially. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I, I can't recall. I'm just I'm just getting the stats up just now. Yes. So I believe it was Jordan Whitehead um last week, a safety that had a really decent game. I'm trying to remember. He who did. It, like Yeah, I think he had like three sacks or something like that. Yeah, he had three three interceptions. In oh, three game. interceptions. Yeah, three three interceptions, uh two tackles, three passes defended. So is it too early to talk about the the Josh Allen to Dak Prescott interception battle or no? I'm so glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> uh, I'm just like again the the mainstream media again think oh it's okay for Josh Allen to do this type of stuff, but if it was Dak to do it, and uh, we're talking about a whole different situation here. I'm sick and tired of hearing like so your mainstream the uh, mainstream analysts out there thinking like Josh Allen and whoever else, anyone but the Dallas Cowboys gets a free pass. I'm sick of it. Well, and that was the point that I made, you know, at the end of the season last year. A lot of people got mad at me about it, but I actually stand firm on my stance. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they had a very, very similar season, and it ended not necessarily exactly similarly, like because he, he was going up against, you know, the likes of Patrick Mahomes and whatnot. But it still is something like to make note of, like they are very similar quarterbacks to me. And I think that like, and I think the world of Josh Allen, I also think the world of Jack Prescott, but I just think it's funny the way that it's talked about in the media when they had similar stats. Like if we're talking about um, interceptions, why is it a Dak problem? Why is it not a Josh problem? Like what's the, I don't understand. <laughs> I think you, we're both on the same page as it comes to that. So. No, I totally agree. And, I, and after seeing the highlights of that a uh, Buffalo and Jets game, I was uh, it's like some of the decisions are a lot more crazier than that we would have done. Like, don't get me wrong, like create like back in Kellen Moore days and stuff like that, that did throw some suspected throws and did make interceptions, yes, but Josh Allen is doing the exact same. Why is he not getting criticized the way that Dak was? That that's my spiel that's my jeff that's my main <laughs> anger with this whole narrative where it comes to your analysts out there like it just seems to be anyone but cowboys i was like where's the fair where's the fair constructive criticism there's none yeah and i think right of course and it's just like i think it's funny after you know after one game you know that's still, it's not a concern when it comes to that. And it's like, we're not concerned about Joe. And I don't think we should be when it comes to, you know, one game. But if you'll notice, um, you know, Dak had a game where he was throwing in like a monsoon, essentially. And they were talking about how the ball just felt like a bag of water when they were throwing and catching it. Um, and the man didn't get an interception. Like, he's very aware of what he needs to do and go out and, like, play the perfect game. So, you know, when it comes to Dak, I'm – He's just a consummate professional. Absolutely. And he's a leader. He's the leader of the team. And here's the thing. like The biggest difference I know is compared to last week, compared to last year, is like we were playing complementary football. 
we were playing to based on how our environment was, what the weather was like, like what was working, and we stuck to that. We didn't, did we had to throw the ball deep? No, we didn't have to. What what why is that? Why is people criticizing that? We didn't need to do it. So that right. didn't, so that didn't get any touchdowns. Big deal. He still controlled the game. He controlled the offense. He controlled how our rush running, like how how to dictate the play going forward. So if anything, that was basically that it was steering the ship for the running backs and uh, for the offense. And when it comes to the defense, well, they had their own game pretty much, but even still, it was a whole team collaborative effort. And that, like, the stats may be not that great, but when you watch the game, he was solid. He was solid. Like that yeah. pass, I mean, that pass to um, Cooks. Literally in the middle of four Giants players was yeah, in the in the also. absolute rain was absolutely spot on. It was pinpoint accuracy. No, yeah, you. I mean, I think we're all on the same page, and I think it's it's been fun to you know watch Cowboys Nation like stand up behind him and be like, hey, if we're all gonna if we're gonna talk about stuff, let's like be equal, all right? Yeah. <laughs> At least we're all on the same page there, and I think you know going into this matchup. I think at home, you know, they're they're away from the elements because you're indoors. Um, I think that's going to bode well for him in this offense. So I'm, you know, excited to see how it actually goes. You know, that, that last game he was afforded the ability to, you know, not play out from under a lead or anything like that because they were, you know, dominating the game the whole time. So that, um, you know, going into this one, it's going to be fun to see, actually see what that Texas Coast offense can look like, you know, with Dak. And, um that leads me to what are you um, looking to see, you know, from last week's contest to this week's, you know, what what's the thing that you're looking to improve on? I definitely think like the offense will definitely try and focus to establish more of the passing game a little bit more. Um, but again, if you're going up against like uh, Sauce Gardner and the DJ, is it DJ Reed, I believe that his name is? I can't, the other cornerback for the Jets. But if they need to play it. I don't think they're going to be playing the long ball. I think they'll be playing playing more of the short gate, short passing game, like your slants, your um like basically short short game passing, like for, from screen passes to slants, pretty much, I think, and really complement with the running backs as well. So I think it, we won't be dictating too much to what we did from last week. Um I think with Tony Pollard, he looked fantastic. I think he'll continue to do well. Um, again, it really is. It's going to be a completely different read compared to what we were playing up against the Giants. Like I mentioned, like we're, we're up against four defensive flaming on the line of scrimmage compared to three. That changes a little bit in terms of how you treat the run game a little bit. But other than that, defensively, I'd just say just go after Zach, uh, Zach Wilson. Just get right after him. Well, Kelsey and I were calling him Sack Wilson, you know, just in advance of this game. So I think we should, you know, make that title stick. Zach Sack Wilson? Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we were just having a little fun with that. But, you know, I'm looking at this game. Obviously, I said I'm looking to see what they call that Texas Coast offense. Um, I think we're all looking at the tight end core. 
um, just to see yeah. if they can provide some consistency. We know we were we were playing against the elements. We, I had mentioned already how they like felt like the ball just felt like a bag of water and that they were dealing with that. Um, but to go into this game and see if they can, you know, make that turnaround, like establish themselves um, as the tight end core that we know them to be. Um, I think that's going to be something that I'm paying attention to. Um, and as far as the defense goes, just keep your foot on the gas. I mean, um, you're going up against different guys. I'm already looking ahead. I'm not looking past any games, by the way. When I say this, I'm always just kind of looking ahead to like the real, real matchup that you're going to have. Like that's going to define your season. That's going to like, to me, at least, you know, and define maybe your offseason is your matchup in week five against the 49ers. So if you can keep your foot on the gas when you're going against these teams and not look past anybody and, you know, establish yourself, I think that's going to be huge. And so that's kind of what I'm looking for on both sides of the ball there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned the answers. That was one of the other thing I was going to mention there is like, obviously, we were quite underperformed last week. I, I do expect like so Hendershot and Ferguson to really step up and to see more of Shoemaker if uh, depending what the rotation's like. But if there's one thing for sure, if there's one a uh, the Jets kind of struggled in, it was the actual middle of the field a bit more. So mm-hmm. I so I find that's a good opportunity for the likes of the tight ends to run the seam routes and stuff like that to move upfield to the middle of the field and also red zone. I think red zone offense is going to be key for the tight ends as well. Oh yeah, and I'll say another thing real quick that like I'm kind of looking at that I think you're going to agree with me on. Um, you know they had um, Devonte Turpin being a gadget back. Um, you know last game. So what I want to see how they utilize him this game, and I want to see if we see any Deuce Vaughn. Um, I think that'll be exciting to see um, and just like how they utilize these guys to like, you know, keep the opposing defense on their toes. I'm all for Hunter Lupke as well. I want to see more Hunter Oh, Lupke. yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love my fullbacks. Like, I'm up, like way back in the day when we had Keith Smith, I was all about Mr. Beef. So I was hey, all about... Beef has been on a, on a campaign for years to make fullbacks great again. So, you know. If we can, if Hunter can help out in any way, that'll be great. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, what is your score prediction here for Sunday nights ah. or Sunday Sunday afternoons matchup with the New York Jets? So obviously last week I went with 31-20 for the Cowboys. This week I'm going to go Cowboys 27, Jets 21. Okay. Alrighty. Um, I think you know, if you'll go back and listen to the girls talking boys, I, I think I made this exact same prediction. I said 24, 14, I believe. Um, and Kelsey was like, that was the same thing that I was going to say, but I'm going to add on a Brandon Aubrey touch or a uh, field goal and make it 27. <laughs> yeah. And make it 27. So, you know, Hey, we'll also be looking at Brandon Aubrey this week. We'll see what happens with that. I think it's going to be 24, 14. I think the Cowboys are going to get comfortable and they're going to keep their foot on the gas. I think that go like, this week is going to be more of the same in the offensive game. Yeah. So what's your special prediction for the game? What thing do you think is going to happen? Because remember, my special prediction happened was the special team's touchdown. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the second it happened, I thought of you, actually. Um, so I think last week, I I don't want to keep putting the pressure on on, on a deuce on um, touchdown. So I will do something different. I will say that both um, – 
both tight ends, uh, Ferguson and uh, Peyton Hendershot, both get touchdowns. My spe- my special prediction is Dorrance Armstrong is going to get three sacks in this game. I love that. Like, I love he's, that. He's the forgotten hey. man. He's the forgotten man. I keep telling people. Maybe this year. I, I think he made his presence known last year. So let's see if he can get that going again. Well, that, that's, <laughs> even still, like, he had a good game last week. But people like just still talk about the star. Even though he's not technically a star, but he's the forgotten man. I think he'll really rise up to this game at home. So, yeah, I I think that would be awesome. I'm excited to see it. We are looking forward to this matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets. So make sure that you follow along with us. I am at Megan Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter, and Paul is. I am Peace too. Perfect. Well, make sure that you check out bloggingtheboys.com every day. We have something, anything that's happening, we have got that covered on bloggingtheboys.com. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, follow Blogging the Boys, rate, review, subscribe. Tell Paul that he's wake up and answer Megan's phone calls. <laughs> yes, I need some more caffeine right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can go to sleep because I think we're we're all good here. So, all right. Well, you, well, you're over there, cowboy. You can enjoy your uh, pina coladas now. I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Until next week, go Cowboys, guys. Let's go.